Chapter 11. Bless Illionaires. Commences with a quote by Ellen G. White. When perverted to self-serving, the greater the gift, the greater curse it becomes. One of the most intriguing biblical accounts of blessings and curses can be found in the book of Numbers. The Israelites were camped on the plains of Moab, alongside the Jordan River. They had spent the last 40 years wandering around the wilderness and were on the verge of crossing the Jordan River, on dry ground, to the Promised Land. The recent arrival of these millions of sojourners, who had regularly proven themselves to be a formidable fighting force, struck fear into the heart of Balak, the king of Moab. He sent for the most powerful sorcerer of the day, Balaam son of Beor, to pronounce one of his famously effective curses on the Israelites. Balak offered to reward Balaam handsomely if he could effectively curse the Israelites. Though we don't know for sure, Balaam may well have once been a prophet of the one true God, the God of the Israelites he was now being asked to curse, but he was now using his talents for his own ends. He had become quite fond of handsome rewards. Balaam was a sort of prophet for hire, or a prophet for profit. Jude picked up on this when he said in Jude 1 verse 11, Woe to them! They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. However, the Lord spoke to Balaam and told him that he could only say the words that God would give him. So Balaam went up on a high mountain where he could see a large expanse of the Israelite camp and prepared to curse them for Balak. But only blessings came out of his mouth. So he tried again on another hill from where he could see another section of the Israelite camp. But again, he could speak only blessings. One final failed attempt from another peak left the Israelites bountifully blessed, and Balak wanting to throttle Balaam. Balaam, after being suitably chastised by Balak, was about to leave for home, but just couldn't resist blurting out a fourth oracle of blessings. The Israelites were now blessillionaires. Through Balaam, God had told the Israelites that even though they were camped in the land of cursed gods, surrounded by cursed peoples, and living in full view of many cursed practices, they, God's people, would be blessed. So what did the Israelites choose to do with all these blessings? The very next verse, Numbers 25 verse 1, tells us, After having been literally blessed from all sides, the Israelite men went off a-whoring. They began to practice sexual immorality with the daughters of Moab and to worship false gods. The bountifully blessed were lured by, attracted to, and joined themselves with the cursed peoples and things surrounding them. And as a direct result of their choices, 24,000 of the Israelites were killed by God. No matter how blessed we are, our personal choices will always affect our blessings and curses. In fact, it's the utmost irony that the greater the blessings, the greater the likelihood that we will choose to forget the provider of the blessings and follow our own selfish desires. In the most beautiful book I have ever read on the life of Christ, called The Desire of Ages, Ellen White made the following profound comment. When perverted to self-serving, the greater the gift, the greater curse it becomes. Is there a gift that God has given you to bless others with that you have instead perverted to self-serving? Maybe it's a talent, an asset, or your income. Or is there something in your life, in your home, that God has cursed 
but you are still lured by and attracted to it? Now for the tough part. What are you going to do about it?